0: Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can.
1: Hey Soul Sisters, you may have seen the hit Netflix show Working Mums, which focuses on a group of friends dealing with the challenges of being working mothers, like navigating kids and home and love and bosses, and of course, the judgment of other mums. It's a happy day. Being a working mum myself, although hallelujah, my kids have left school, so life is a hell of a lot easier now, we'll say. But in the studio today, I have three working mums who are at the top of their games in their respective fields to share their experiences and how they navigate their own lives as working mums. First mum I have is international hate house author of the books Lucky Bitch, Get Rich Lucky Bitch and Chilpreneur, owner of the Lawn Rose Farm, lazy self-made millionaire <laughs> and unbusy mother of three, Denise Tuffel thomas Hello. Hello. I cannot wait to hear about how to be an unbusy mother. Yeah. <laughs> Stepping right up, working mum number two is Dr. Naomi Finlay who was formerly a university professor in radiation oncology. She's covering her mouth and trying not to laugh right now as I say (laughs) that. Previously a professor of radiation oncology at Newcastle Uni before leaving to have a total career change into interior design and renovation, home renovation. She's now the principal and founder of the International Institute of Home Staging, creator of the Rapid Reno Mate app and host of The Reno Show. A digital renovation tv series and she's a mother of four kids naomi hey hey thank you for having me here i did blush and put my head down and roll my eyes all at the same time <laughs> working mum number three it's like perfect match it is perfect. my mum was on perfect match no, no. yes anyway sorry okay we need to come back to that we will we need to come back to <laughs> mum go and your mum goes on perfect match oh, we're we'll gonna is. park that Okay, and our last contestant a working mum is Nudzi, Miss Nadine Barreto, who is a veteran of the recruitment industry with over 20 veteran. years experience. Yeah, Makes me sound like I'm about 60. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> no, it makes you sound amazing <laughs> and very experienced. And Nudzi is also an entrepreneur and founder of the specialist recruitment company, 8 Recruitment. She founded that. You founded that nine years ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're a mother of three kids. Mm-hmm. Hey, Nudzi. Hey, Mel. Okay, you fabulous working mums, how do you do it all? Because I look at the three of you, or if you're listening, you'll be listening to these three fabulous ladies, and I go, you are actually at the top of your game at what you do. But you have Denise, three kids. Names, four kids. Mm. Nadzie, three kids. Mm. When I was um a working mum, I suppose I, I still am a working yeah. mum, but, but our kids are older and Maxie, my youngest, is now 20. But, like, I remember when our kids were younger, And I used to drive Max to school every day because he went to school a bit further, you know, beyond a bus stop and and couldn't Mm -hmm. walk to school. The number of times I used to drive him to school and we would get past Charlestown and he'd go, Mum, you forgot to take me to school.
2: (laughs) I was saying to Mel yesterday. I actually did that the other week. I was meant to drop the little boys off at school, and we got like three turns past, and we got down to like the big roads where I was heading to the office. And the boys literally were like, "Mum, mum, mum! School's back there." I'm like, "Ah, yes, yeah, sorry, my head was somewhere else."
0: Yeah, it happens. Does it uh-huh. happen to you? Do you know, I, I, not so much the forgetting to drop them off at the school. I forget. I think everything else. It's homework. It's what day their sports are on. It's canteen. I actually library been- books. Library books. Oh. Ben's first day of a new school this year. I didn't pack him lunch or give him canteen money. So he had to have any of these kids and he had to go and scab food off these strangers. It's
3: character building. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm constantly stuffing up. Constantly. Yep. But I do I do say that as well. It's character building for the kids. They're, my children are super Resilience. resilient. They're so Resilience. resourceful. If they want something, they find a way to make it work. Because I have to.
2: <laughs> That's actually really good. That's yeah. a real positive.
0: Yeah. Well, there's lots of positives. But, um, I you know, I, I never wanted to be that mum that stayed at home and nothing against those mums. Oh, my goodness, it's just not who I am stay at home. Be 100%. It, I, I did canteen and went to a couple of assemblies, but I'm just not that mum. I know I even did assemblies and it killed me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've never done canteen. I've never done reading. I've never done math. And I'm kind of okay with it, hey. I know others aren't. But See, yeah. I'm married to
3: someone who he's the ethics teacher at oh. school. He does reading groups and he's the vice president of the PNC. He's <laughs> amazing. He, yeah, they tried to get him to be president. He was like, it's my first year at this school. My daughter's in kindy. <laughs> Give me time. I'll be president. But um, I'm like you. I forget everything. I'm so absent-minded and it's just I've got other things in my brain yeah. around it. I, and because my youngest, she's she's two. I'm supposed to go out and take nappies and wipes and I always forget those too. Oh,
0: and do you know what's funny? You talked about the mum judgment. I, I think there possibly was judgment at first. Now there's an acceptance. I think people just either know what I'm like and my really good friends either prop me up and know that I'm not going to bring what I'm supposed to bring to something or they know that I'm going to forget what day the kids have got sport on and I just get reminders. They're awesome so They <laughs> know. They know.
2: The they moms know. know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I haven't found that groove. Yeah. I found that groove between the women that I circulate in, like you would never judge me, Nadzie, you would never Denise or Mel, you'd just laugh and go, yeah, I did that yesterday. But there are, there are so many instances where, and it's never a direct judgment, it's always a backhanded judgment, mm. you know, like, I remember i was saying to mel yesterday i remember picking hudson up from preschool once when he was four and with four kids we divide and conquer like we don't hold hands husband and wife and drop our kids off at school it's like we're slowing down open the door and jump like there's no you know there's no time yeah and i remember going to daycare one day and one of the daycare teachers actually said to me i don't know if she well she's obviously a working and i know she had children oh my gosh are you back in the city i was beginning to think that hudson didn't have a mum. Oh, I know that Ouch. stinks, mm. it really stank. I actually had tear. Wow! Wow! Because it sucks. Like
0: it really sucks. You do your best, right? And you know this. I read a quote years ago, and it just it sticks in my brain all the time. That we're meant to parent, like we don't have a career, but have a career that we like. We don't parent. Hundred percent. And it it's just that constant mother guilt as well. Constant mother guilt. It's um, see,
2: I'm okay with the guilt. I don't have guilt around working. I don't have guilt around childcare. I have no guilt around the time I spend with my kids. Because I think there are piles of people that spend piles of time but it's not quality time and they're not present and they're not invested. So I'm okay with it. It's just that I find there are others that aren't.
0: Mm.
1: So Noam, I'd like to know because I I remember a few years ago when we were communicating about something, I can't remember if it was a project that you might have been doing For us in our house or what have you and I remember I would email you and you would email respond to me at one in the morning
2: yeah same (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like oh
3: Gnomes is on a computer yeah 11 p.m to (laughs) one
1: yeah so is that how you actually get stuff done because you have four kids and you've got little kids yeah my littlest
2: is seven so he's getting older now and look I choose to not believe in work and life. I choose to believe like not in black and white or work and life in one big grey ocean and I oscillate between being in the middle and then being really work and then being really home. And if Mm. that means at times I'm at home during the day with a sick kid or I'm taking a child to training, I am. And if it means that at night sometimes I'm up working, then I am. Mm. And it's just I had I found when I was trying to fit my new age life into an old age mould, I felt like I constantly failed. Yep. And so I had to go, there is no mould, this is just my life and I love my work and I love my family and I love my kids and I love my life, so I'm just going to live it in every minute I can and however it comes out, it comes out. Yeah.
0: Let's get soulful on social media.
1: Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. Now, Nadzi, when you started your business eight Recruitment, you had three kids under three. So I had the three kids under three. I
0: started the business when my oldest turned five. So we had... Three under three, my husband was working shift work in the mines, so big
1: 12-hour shifts every second weekend. So not only did you have three little kids, you had a husband that was away working in yeah. the mines as well and you started your company at yeah. Recruitment.
0: Yeah, it was nuts. It was it, taking um, cool. a, a year, it was crazy, <laughs> taking even a probably a year or two back from that, so oh, a couple of years. So when my baby turned four months old, I went back to work. I was working for someone else. And I remember just getting in the elevator with two hours broken sleep thinking, what am I doing? But you had to, I had to get on with my day and I got into this awful cycle of sugar and caffeine yeah. and it just makes you even tighter and it's just such an awful, awful place to get into. Then when my oldest was starting school, I knew I had to get it right. I wanted to get the balance right. So the kids were two, three and five then. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's when I started the business. Yeah, that was, that was mental.
1: And so what did days look like for you then?
0: Oh, geez, we were living up at Lemon Tree Passage and I did a lot of stuff on my own because Steve was away and we were quite isolated up there without much support at all. Um, So I'd have to drive the kids into preschool in, I had two at preschool in uh, Mayfield and one at school at Mayfield, come back up to Lemon Tree Passage, work all day because the office was from home. So I worked from home for the first three years.
1: So, you were driving an hour to drop your kids off, an hour back to work, and then an hour back to pick your kids up, and yeah. then an hour back to work. Yeah. And your husband was away working in the mines, and you had three little kids, and you were starting a business. Yeah, it was mental. Yeah. Would you change anything?
0: No. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't afford it at the time. I, I would have made, back then with this hot desking wasn't around. I would have found a way to get an office in Newcastle, but hot desking wasn't an option. Yeah. So, you know, I couldn't just go and sit in a cafe all day. Yeah. And why was it important to you to start your own business? Um, a few reasons. Obviously, I, I felt the industry needed the shake up. So from, from my industry perspective, I wanted to do something different.
1: But I, and you've really done that. You've created like a, a really successful business that has a very different business model to other so. recruitment agencies.
0: Yeah, thank you. And, you know, even in that, so we only employ part time parents. They're all mums. We don't have any dads in there. But we are so supportive of working parents, working mums mm-hmm. in particular. That's what we seem to attract. Well, recruitment attracts a lot of women.
3: God, part time um, women, mothers, are the most productive.
0: Oh, my goodness. On
2: They're phenomenal.
0: And I even speak to our clients now. If they've got a particular budget to work with for a, a position, I say, can you do that budget for four days? I will attract you a superstar Mm. for four days, a working parent who just wants that one day off. Yeah. Or not even off. It's just... It's not off. No. Let's face it.
1: No. Do you know what's interesting? I think as well, you know, for a while I was a single working um, mum before I met my husband, Craig, uh, and that was when Maxie was starting primary school, so he was just a little fella, and he went to a school where there were not necessarily a lot of working mums. You know, and that was just... How it was. How it was. But I was a single mum, so I had to work and I, my job was in Gosford, which is an hour drive from my, from my home. So I remember I had to drop Maxie off to Ush, and then drive to Gosford. And then, you know, the little fella had to go, sorry, Colin, the little fella, but yeah, to go to Ush then after school. And I'd have to pick him up on Ush on the way home. So it was a really long day for him. And I remember feeling such guilt around that, but it was like, do you know what? It was what I had to do. I was really fortunate because it was a good job where I was earning good money, but I was like, I have to pay a mortgage on my own now. I have to, support him you know have a life and and I had a lot of mother guilt but it was really interesting that I also was quite judged by other mums and I remember the primary mums had a girl's night out mummy night out which I only went to once never went to again and we were all sitting around the table and they're all you know kind of everybody's just chatting during the fact and then all of a sudden. There was silence at the table and one of the mums tended me and she was like, oh, so, you know, you're the single one. So tell us, where are you out night clubbing and what have you? And I remember and it was such a condescending thing to say and I was in my late 20s then, I think early 30s, late 20s and I just did not know what to say. Now I'm in my 40s, I know exactly what I'd say (laughs) but I remember – a feeling like absolute shit and that I'm like wow well, is that what you will think of me that I'm just a party girl because mm. I'm a single mother in my late 20s and I actually worked my ass off at a really good and I had a really good paying job to support and look after my son and try and be a good role model for him it was yeah. um well, it's obviously a moment that I've that I've never forgotten. So I want to give a shout out to all the single mums mm, that totally. may be listening because I know, sister, what it's like to be trying to do the best you can, pay your mortgage or pay your rent, look after your kids, be a good role model, do everything that you can. Mm. And unfortunately, people cannot always be that kind and can unfortunately – Look down at single mums. I've been one. So high five to you because I know exactly how hard that can be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
0: know what else is confronting. I had a a young lady the other day who's pregnant with twins say, How? I think she's six months pregnant, just been made redundant with coronavirus. And she said to me, How do I get back into the workforce? Who's going to employ a young mum with twins? And I, Tried to make her at ease saying there are so many more opportunities out there now for for mums to go back 100%. to work. It's and maybe this whole COVID stuff's made that happen more with the part time environment or the flexibility or. But yeah, again, if there's any mums out there listening who are a bit unsure what their work looks like if they're re-entering the workforce, there's lots of opportunities. Absolutely. Want to fill your
1: soul with more? Go to thesisterco.com. dot Now I'm going to come to Denise. <laughs> so Denise if any of you missed it at the beginning any of you listening missed at the beginning Denise is an international Hay House author I love Hay House books I love oh, it me too yeah i know and i love my friends now Hay house author that's amazing Woo! you
3: know what when i first moved to newcastle 11 years ago you and i went to a hay house weekend yeah, in sydney we too. If you remember and yep. it was when louise hay was still alive and susie orman was one of the speakers and that weekend changed my life because she um she opened her speech and she said i stand before you a very 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 wealthy woman and I just went, oh, oh my God. And it was that moment, that weekend, that that I decided I wanted to talk about money as my business. Yeah. And so yeah.
1: And so you started the Lucky Bitch
3: money boot camp? Yeah. Yep. So my first book was called Lucky Bitch. Now it's just called Money Boot Camp because people don't like the B word. Sometimes <laughs> really? I actually got a lot of judgment about the B Aww. word. Yeah, so I help entrepreneurs, mostly women, deal with their money stuff so they can receive money for what they do because a lot of women have a lot of fears and insecurities around money. So I focus purely on that.
1: Yep. And people that I've spoken to that have done your money boot camp, they have said it has changed their lives. It's got them out of debt. It's got them a savings plan or it's actually changed their whole mindset or outlook around their business and and charging what they're worth and creating wealth.
3: Well, my big motivation for that is financial independence for women because my mum had me at 18 and she was very judged as a very young single parent. And, you know, it was really hard for her with, you know, she had a couple more kids, but to get into the workforce Mm -hmm. and, you know, to even to educate herself and, I saw what that meant for her financial opportunities. She did a lot of house cleaning when we were growing up because it was flexible and it was cash in hand and all of those kind of things. And so I decided from a really young age that I wanted to make my own money. And then when I started my business, it's made me want to help other women so they can have money too and all the things that come with
1: that. Yeah. And so now I love that you proudly say you're a self-made millionaire. Yeah. And I love that you say you're a lazy self-made millionaire. <laughs> yeah. I want to know what that's about. What does a, a lazy self-made millionaire like? Okay, I am
3: super lazy. I know people don't um, believe me, but I am. And I've always been really lazy. So the way I build my business is I always look at how can I do things quicker and easier so I, then I can just do whatever I want. And so, yeah, I'm, that's how I run my business. I'm like, what, how can I get the best result for the least amount of work? And... Funnily enough, that's a really great way to run a business, which <laughs> <Yeah>. has <laughs> really served me really well. But actually, it's really served me as a mum because mm. I saw—I started my business before I had kids—and then I saw what happened to a lot of entrepreneurs that I I knew. They didn't have childcare. All of a sudden, they didn't have energy. They didn't have mm. space. They didn't have supportive partners to help them start a business. And so I saw a lot of entrepreneurial dreams die. And so I really prepared my business about a year or so before I had any kids because I wanted to have my own creativity and independence even after having babies and I didn't know what that was going to look like yeah. and I didn't have any friends who did that. And actually, Naomi, you are one of the first people I met yeah, yeah. who had a business and kids and I remember thinking, oh, my God, this lady, she's amazing, she's got four kids and I think I met you
2: just when you had your youngest, maybe? Yeah, I think we met when, when I was pregnant with, just after I'd had Georgia, and then I fell pregnant with Lawson, because I remember we met on Twitter.
3: Yeah, and about 10
2: years ago? Yeah, 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 easy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, about so you,
3: 10 or 11 years ago now. And you know something you said to me, when I had my first baby, I was like, what am I going to do for childcare? And you were like, why don't you... You know, get a nanny, get someone to come to your house. And I was like, oh, Naomi, only rich, fancy people. And like, I'm from the Central Coast, right? I grew up in like housing commission on the Central Coast. And so I was thinking, I can't get a nanny. Like, that's like. Did I say that? You No, know, and you were like, Denise, lots of people have nannies. Like, yeah, I it's had not nannies that big a deal. And I'm
2: working class too. Like, yeah, i similar to you. i like, you grew gave up on me the permission.
3: Lake. You gave me permission to do that, and so I think Naomi was one of the only um, entrepreneurs that I knew who had kids. Do
0: you know when you yeah. go, you were just talking about your, your friendship circle. I have found that your friendship circle—I don't know whether they're coming and going—they lose patience with you because you aren't at, you're not available to them at the drop of a hat. So oh my like, God, yes! I, I
1: Naomi's best to say something. I don't <laughs> have and it,
0: it drives me insane. And it's like, and, and you're constantly apologizing, going, "I'm so sorry. I'm working 12-hour days right now. I don't have time for." A coffee at the moment i'm so sorry and not that i've lost friends over it i think they get the shits
2: what about the um the phone message that says you've never left this message for me denise the phone message that says hey it's just me again although i seem to know your answering machine better than you nowadays Aww. i know yeah it is isn't it and the other it thing is, is like That's we're shaming. we're shaming very lucky that we've got ran. beautiful
0: loving husbands that we also want to be with so we've got lovely husbands three children three and four children yep. uh, working at Lots of hours, and not that you're made to feel guilty for it at all, but certain friendships might suffer from it.
3: See, I'm an introvert, so none mm. of my friends
2: were used to me hanging out with them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: didn't make any difference to
2: my. But she's always friends. at the end of a phone. <laughs> That's true. Like, if I need yeah. Denise, I'll be like, hey, babe, this has yeah. happened. And you're always there, mm-hmm. which I kind of like. You see, Mel doesn't
0: give up. I love it. Mel will ring me 10 times. Oh, you've gotten better. Mel would ring me like 10 times a day. No, I'm going to say then.
1: you've gotten better in restaurants. I'm not answering your calls.
0: Because <laughs> I'm not very good at answering my phone. Why uh, would you? No, no. Who answers phones when you've got a business? Who needs to answer the phone?
1: I love talking on the phone, but you all probably know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon.
1: What would help you on your your crazy life life journey? Email melissa at thesisterco.com So Denise, I remember, I'm guessing it was maybe seven or eight years ago now, and we went to New York to go to Marie Faleo's Rich, Happy and Hot conference. Yeah. And we got caught in Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. And I think we had to spend, it was like an extra week yeah New we York. did yes that was so much fun yes and so this is my memory back then of like because we, we we were in a hotel room and then we changed to a suite if we were like if we're going to bunker down during a hurricane we're going to need a, a good room here so you change hotels changed suites to a suite and I had never I suppose known anybody who ran a business in the online world and so this is pre-kids, before you had kids. And so New York was in absolute chaos. It'd been Hurricane Sandy. The subway was closed. Central Park was closed. A lot of the shops were closed. They were boarded up. I used to kind of get up in the morning, go out and just wander the streets. And Denise, you would get up and you would be on your computer working all day and working till quite late at night, but you'd pop out and come and have lunch and then you'd go back and then come out and have dinner and then go back and work again and working till quite late. And I remember chatting to you, going, what are you doing on your computer? You're on all day. And you're like, I'm hustling. I'm selling. I'm selling my money. Big camp course. And so, you know, we shared that room for a week after the hurricane and then before we got flights out of New York at last. And so I remember you at that time working really hard, no kids, like you were concentrating, you were focused and you're oh, yeah. you working your butt off. Like. Totally.
3: And you know what, living in Australia and running an international business is pretty full on too. So I I used to get up at 4.30 for my first coaching call of the day because of time zones. And then I would I'd do it until quite late at night. And so for me, knowing that I wanted to have kids in New I really needed to change that model. Yeah. And so I just really, I really simplified. And I, to be honest, I'm still online all the time yeah but now I can do it on my phone you know like yeah same with Naomi saying before it's not about not working it's just working on your terms yeah mm. um, so what does the yeah. day
1: look like for you now
3: oh god it's a total shit show to be honest because <laughs> you no know, people always think you know oh everyone has to have this great morning routine and you know yoga and meditation and so Mark and I take turns turns getting up with the kids and sometimes it's like quarter to five that they wake up you know this morning it was quarter past five and you know take the dog out and it's just a shit show for like an hour and a half two hours and then I see my job now of it's very much social media based So I show up on social media, I'll post something inspirational every day, and then the rest of the day I'm answering comments and things like that. I do a lot of podcast interviews as well. So I might do five in a week of different podcast interviews of people from all around the world. and. I'm an introvert, so I don't really leave the house a lot. Yeah. You know, and I try and read books and things like that. But yeah, it's I see, like now I see your your kids are all grown up, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can see that in the future for myself of being able to travel more and yeah. go out for dinner again and all that kind of stuff. I, I'm in bed by 9:15, 9:30. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's very sad, but it's true. Wanna save your soul? Review
1: us on Apple Podcast. Okay, girls. So we've talked about a little bit, touched on the life of a working mum, and it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. I think think shit
2: show show. show is a really good word for it.
3: Literally sometimes, like I've got a brand new house, and three out of the six people in our house, I'm going to include my dog in that, have pooed or peed on the floor in the last week. It's literally a shit show at my
0: house. (laughs) Or there's lots of screaming in our house. Like my kids Mm -hmm. are 11, 13, and 14, and still every morning screaming. Yep. Screaming, screaming. They get themselves ready, they make themselves breakfast, but we still have to be out of the house. We've got staff coming into the office at half eight. We want to be in there. Every morning they're screaming. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Or so, there's something lost. Yeah. Yes. yeah, Every day. Or I remember this a drop off to school and you I drop Maxie off and he'd be like I'd be like, Why are the other kids all wearing their normal clothes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that's right. You didn't tell me it was an out-of-uniform day. Oh, again, poor Ben, brand-new school this year and I didn't realise they were all, and they're very strict about their uniform or the whole school in their winter uniform and Ben looks <gasps> up in his sports uniform. And so I got the blazer and everything ready and thinking, oh, it's okay, we can go to school the next day in your new blazer. But the blazer was like, oh, what's that, five inches too long and so I had to get that tailored that night and run around like a mad woman. Like everything's just last minute. You just have to, you have to mm. find ways of just getting... Stuff done. You do.
1: Yep. You do. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk self care. Oh, what tips do you have for working mums to help out with self care? Yes, oh, I've got a good one. Okay, this was life changing for me. So
3: every Monday, I go in and get a blow dry because if nothing else. I have good hair and that has helped me and for some people it's getting their lashes done or whatever but i can monday to some i mean it's friday i've got a lot of dry shampoo in it today (laughs) but like monday to wednesday maybe thursday i just feel put together and then sometimes if i can be bothered putting on makeup but it's just something about having good hair for me is is the thing and yeah. then everything else when I can be bothered. Like occasionally Naomi and I go and get our toes done and we have yeah. like a business meeting. Yeah. So we like, we get a dirty kebab. Oh my God,
2: I love a dirty kebab. <laughs> yeah,
3: we sit there and we get our toes done. And I that's good too. If you can involve someone else in your self-care and layer it in with some other stuff. Like I work at the salon and stuff like that too. Then I think you're more inclined to do it.
1: Do you know what? I love that. My girlfriend, Melinda Smith, um, is on the Got Your Back Sister board. Mm-hmm. And so I go now, I need to have a chat with her about something. I'm like, meet me at Tulilda at 7 30. We're going to Brecky. And, you know, so you go, we're yep. actually doing something enjoyable, but, you know, we're doing a bit of business at the same time. I find
0: I have to make myself stop and do something enjoyable because I can get, I could be in my business 12 hours a day, seven days a week. I would love to be, but I have to stop and make myself do enjoyable stuff. And whether that is, taking your phone call finally and going, yeah, let's go for a wine. Yeah, let's go wine. for a coffee, wine. wine, wine over coffee. Or, um, yeah, making myself do it because I know I have to.
2: Yeah. What about you, names? What do you do for your self-care? You know what? I'm brutally honest with a small group of women. That oh, is like phenomenal that. for my self-care. Like when I'll message a small group of women that I'm like brutally honest with, Denise is one of them, and some of the stuff that I'll sometimes text her, she's like, whoa, like okay, cool, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, and just like no filter, no fear of being judged, mm. whether it's how I feel about my kids on that day, whether it's how I feel about my husband, my body, my work, my skin, my art, whatever, the world, just a really tight posse that yeah. whatever enters your head, you can allow it to leave yeah, your I like body. That. I think
1: that's like an epic self-care tip. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And so let's also just look at some tips that we can share with any of the Hazel Sister listeners mm-hmm. about how we can actually get through our day as, as best we can and as efficiently as we can. Denise, that's yes, your chillpreneur. Eh? It
3: is. Okay. So the, no one's going to give you permission to outsource the things in your life, you know, and I see a lot of people who are reluctant to get in people to help them with cleaning or laundry or food prep because they're worried about, Either the money of it or the judgment of it is usually a big one. But if you have a business or a career that pays you money for, you know, doing things that you love, you don't have as much time and energy or you'll suck out your time and energy by doing things that other people can help you with. So, for example, I don't do any laundry. I don't do any cleaning. And that's been from when Mark and I, we've been together for a long time. We had a cleaner when we were in our early 20s and I remember his mum being like, oh, Denise, do you want me to teach you how to iron? And I was like, "Uh, no. And there was so much judgment around it, but I couldn't get through my day without that help because it doesn't, I don't love it and it doesn't make me money. I'm really brutal about this with entrepreneurs especially. I'm like, nobody is paying you to clean your house. So either you leave it or you outsource it. Until you've done your business stuff for the day, until you've made some money, got some clients, yeah. got some sales. Otherwise, it's never going to happen. There'll always be more housework. There'll always be more stuff to clean. And nobody is going to give you permission for it. So, yeah, real talk on yeah. that. And actually, I've written an article. It's called I'm a Self-Made Millionaire and this is exactly how much help I have at home because I'm really sick of people even saying it to me. of like, oh, you're a superwoman. I'm like, no, I'm not. I, yeah. don't, I don't do anything at home that i don't want to do yeah <laughs> and i'm honest about it yeah i love that i think
0: you are the i read quite a few of your articles and i think you were the first person that i ever heard say that and it was it was amazing it's like yeah i i i don't like i don't like cooking i don't like cleaning
3: i hate doing anything that's houseworky well, we have a daily housekeeper now that was a the daily yeah daily oh. oh sorry she's there four days a week now and so she comes at seven and she makes breakfast and then makes her beds and then does laundry and then she preps for dinner oh, and you know it's cool, huh? I think maybe $35 an hour you That's know ridiculous. And, I mean I can make so much more than that yeah. per hour especially when I have the energy for it but she's a mom it's a very you know flexible job she used to work in a mm. in a hospital and she was really stressed and you know she'll say to me oh can, is it okay if I come at eight tomorrow and I'm like whatever like and you know You're the mum of the house. That's what I say to her. You're the mum of the house. So you make the decisions, and we're really grateful for you to come and take care of us. But I think there's something there, too, about not feeling guilty about having other people in your life help you. But that's creating flexible jobs for you. It doesn't make you a lesser mum either.
2: No. It could possibly, it would make me a better mum. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. It It
3: makes me the same mum, to be honest. Hmm. I'm not any, like, I don't feel like I spend any more time with my kids for it. It's totally for me. And, you know, I'm the breadwinner of my. Of my family I mean Mark works in the business now but I understand now about my granddad my granddad used to you know work really long hours and he'd come home and he would sit in his chair and he'd watch what he wanted to watch on tv and he wanted his dinner on the table at a certain time I get that now mm. I'm mm. like yeah you guys should all serve me <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I don't I'm like I gave birth to you I fed you with my body I'm like you guys now have to do stuff for me for the next 60 years that's right i'm doing stuff for you guys (laughs) but you know so if you can afford it even if it's like once a month to Mm. someone can do deep clean you know bathrooms or whatever Mm. but it's yeah Yeah. that's the only way to
2: you can't do it all Mm. so you get rid of the stuff that you can
1: outsource yeah so i've got a tip and that is have a buddy mummy so I have a, like a mummy friend yeah. he's like your buddy. So I have my girlfriend It was bid, I remember when our kids were young, we'd go to Charlestown Square. God love her. She was always the mum. She'd always have snacks for my kid. Oh, <laughs>
2: yes. I've never yeah. been one of those. And
1: I was like, you know, there was a couple of mums at Max's primary school who'd be like, Oh Mel, I just want to remind you that this notes you. <laughs> and and you know, they were super lovely and I go it was I'm just, I was very grateful to them because I you know, again that's when I was a single mum, dropping Max off, driving an hour to work, driving an hour back every day and just trying so hard to keep it together. And I was so grateful for those buddy mums. You know, I know there were some mums that were judging me, but I go I'm very grateful to the buddy mums that just kind of were like, okay, I'm going to let yeah. Mel know that there's actually a soccer gala day yeah. on. <laughs> so good. When my mum yeah. was
3: raising us she would have buddy mums where they'd get together and like pull their resources make a yeah. giant pot of like spaghetti bolognese how good's that we loved it i thought it was so abundant and amazing to do that kind of thing yeah and so you know for single moms out there yeah find a buddy mum and
1: like hook yeah. up like a sister wife i think that's a great idea i'm putting that out to all the soul sisters that are listening and you if you're a mom i think that's a great idea pull totally. resources and you know what you can even like divvy it out over wine <laughs> you could totally do that <laughs> Okay, Nadine, Names, what about you? Any tips you've got for mums? Tips that have worked
0: for me is when I've tried to do it all at once, it's not working. So I either need to dedicate my headspace to being a mum and be a mum and not answer the phone or dedicate my time to being whatever i do so not, not multitasking no. i'm not a great multitasker
1: either hey mm. well they say it's
2: very inefficient don't they multitasking
1: i'm not great at it i do mm. a
2: shit job of everything when i multitask same, same. it's like that email was rotten and yeah. i asked my children what did you say six times yeah, like, yeah in that one thing so i i i suck at stuff when i multitask mm.
0: so it's almost whether you put an hour aside or if your kid really needs your attention for that 10 minutes Give your kid that attention for 10 minutes, then go back to what you were doing. I find if I'm trying to do too many things, I do everything really shit. That would, that would be a tip. I'm not an organised person. I'm super unorganised. And I think as I've gotten older, I've found ways to make me be more organised. And whether that be, I've got three different diaries, because <laughs> I know I need a safety net. So if I don't put it in that diary, I know it's in that one or that one. Yeah, that's because I have been so bad at forgetting stuff for the kids. So, so bad. And I try my hardest to put it in three different diaries. But It's just finding something. You know what though?
3: I had one of those mums growing up. It actually was so good for independence. So you guys are doing great. Yeah, my mum always forgot everything. Like I always had the wrong uniform on,
2: and um. It may be so good at time management as a kid. And you know what? One thing I always say to Bailey and Georgia especially, and now the little boys as they get older, I'm like, dude, if you have a note, it needs to be out on the table by 8 p.m. the night before. Do not bring it to me in the morning. If you have something you need at school, you need to communicate with me. It's your life. It's your school, and I will facilitate it, but I'm not here to orchestrate it. Do you know what? It's actually teaching them, which is such a great thing to teach people in general, is being accountable as well. 100%. So
0: our kids are like if they come in to me at 9 o'clock uh, on a Sunday, my laptop's broken, I need a new laptop tomorrow. I'm like, no, like be accountable for the fact that you may have broken it. You need to be responsible. You need to communicate. 100%. So, yeah, okay, I'm not such a bad mum afterwards
2: no <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. neglecting my t- kids is working out for them
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: okay so
3: any last words yeah I the one thing you said about the bad mum and I think uh, you know that really pulls at a lot of our heartstrings this idea of being a good mum bad mum and you know especially the work that you do Mel you do see people in really bad situations mm. often and I think there's some perspective there of like, all oh, our kids are actually going to be fine. They're growing up in a really safe, loving environment, growing up in you know a safe country, a safe city, all of those things. Mm. And so that whole bad mum thing, we're fine. We're yeah. like, enough. Yeah, I always totally. say that. I'm like, I'm an- enough. Mm. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm okay. World's okay as mum. I think I like that. that. <laughs> That's a great I time. A, you can get mugs that say world's okay as mum. <laughs> that and is like, so do good. Think that I'm
2: like, I'm all right. I'm okay. That fine. They're going to be okay. They'll bounce. I think for me the big tip that I would give mums is that if someone ever comments or you think someone comments or someone thinks, any comments about you as a mum or as a woman or as a worker or as a lover or as a wife or as a partner, generally it's more about them than it is about you. Well, no one likes to be judged or feel like you're being judged yeah. um in any way. And so I have this little thing in my head. It's about them, not about me. It's about them, it's not about me, it's about them, it's not about yeah. me, you know.
1: And at the end of the day we're all just doing the best we can oh, to get
2: exactly. by. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? Bad
3: mums are not sitting at night worrying about if they're a good
1: mum or a bad mum. They yeah, don't care. True. <laughs> so true. They're yeah. the
3: ones who read parenting books and talk to each other and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, we're yeah. fine.
1: We're all good. <laughs> Well, thank you, you three fabulous uh, working mums. Really appreciate you coming in and having a bit of a giggle but also sharing some of your awesome working mum tips. Thanks, yeah. Mel. These cheers to the single mums, the working mums or the, the mums. I love it. Hey. Hey. Thanks.
3: Thanks
0: for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon. What would help you on your crazy life journey? Email melissa at thesistercode.com.